Well, it is Thursday, November 28th, 2019. And I'm parked on the north side in Dublin by Cinemark. Well, actually in front of Petland. And I was just wondering. It stinks for all those animals in Petland. I can see the birds in there and through the window. They just doing their thing or whatever. But um, I feel bad for the puppies and all that other animals in there. Because there's nobody in there with them. And what's crazy about Petland, your average dog is probably around $3,000. And I heard they all come from puppy mills. So for anybody who does think about going to Petland... I wouldn't recommend it. I would definitely go to your shelter and actually help out, you know, the dogs that are probably about to die or get put to sleep, I should say. But yeah, um, I don't know. I just wanted to get on here because I backslid a couple days ago. Obviously, I repented for it. Because I really don't get on here. Um, if I am willfully sinning. Um, but I do want to talk about willful disobedience. Because a good chunk of this year, I was willfully being disobedient. And it wasn't like I was doing it to, um, you know, hurt God. It was just I was hurting. You know, I was depressed and sad and, you know, still dealing with the death of my dad, really. Um, I pretty much made terms with, uh, I mean, I pretty much dealt with, you know, the whole divorce situation, ex-wife. Um, we weren't equally yoked. And um, actually, last night was the first time. Um, I actually was going to go to her page and, um, you know, just say a prayer for her and just like let her know that I forgive her because basically, um, I got a girl pregnant. Supposedly we never got a DNA test, but she said that it was my son and I was actually really excited about that. And I was you know, looking forward to raising uh, my son. If it was my son, I still don't know if it is. Um, and I wanted to get the DNA test, but it was just like, I don't know, man. It was definitely some weird stuff going on, like the energy. I didn't fully understand it at first, but then um, my alleged baby mother, Kendra, said, Oh, your ex-wife is like, we're like best friends. Like, I don't know if she said best friends, but she just basically said that they were talking a lot and that my ex-wife was just saying a lot of horrible stuff about me and said that I would deny the kid and I wouldn't raise him. Just lies, man. Just so much, so many lies. And it's like, I don't understand it. I didn't understand it because, um, like, I knew the situation with Kendra wasn't going to work out because she's just very worldly and 
she was constantly talking to guys. Like, even when I was around her, she'd be on her phone talking to, like, 10 different dudes. So I just knew, like, that wasn't going to be a good situation because she was chasing chasing guys, you know. So it was like, yeah, I, it wouldn't take much to, to discourage her because it's not like she was genuinely, you know, in love with me or attracted to me or whatever. But if we had this kid, I wanted to definitely be in the kid's life, you know. And I was talking to this other girl in Trinidad, and um, it was actually a good friendship because it wasn't sexual, you know. She lived in Trinidad, I lived in America, and it was all centered around Jesus. It was always about sharing Bible scriptures. And so it was just a very nurturing friendship. And even my ex-wife contacted this chick and started, well, this lady and just started bashing me too. And I just didn't understand it because my wife is the one that was cheating on me. So it was like, if you're cheating and you're doing all this stuff, sleeping around with all these African-American men, because she loves African-American men, which is fine. I mean, whatever your preference is, you know. But um, I mean, I think African-American women are beautiful as well. So, you know, I'm not prejudiced. I'm Latino, you know, so. Um, but for me, I'm just at a point in my life where my, my main focus really is Jesus. So I'm not worried about jumping into another relationship after I was already in a 13 year relationship. You know, I was married and I don't know. I mean, it's just weird to see, you know, this girl that I thought was going to be my wife forever, you know, and I really don't plan on getting married again. You know, like I'm one and done. At this point, you know, I mean, I guess if God sends somebody in my life, cool, but I'm not even going to try to look for it. Not saying that I I wasn't and I wasn't lonely and I, that's what led to the willful disobedience because I was just tired of being alone. Like, it's not even about being in a relationship. Sometimes it's just about having company and companionship, you know, just having a friend to talk to, like. Anybody can really fill that role, you know, I mean, anybody who, who who could talk. But, you know, when you're in a long relationship, you know, 12, 13 years, you know, you're you got a pattern and a routine set where you're always confiding in your wife, you know, and um, just to know that she betrayed me and she was going behind my back and she was doing, you know, what she was doing and. I already knew because I was getting nightmares and, you know, she'd go to her room and lock the door and she'd always be on her phone. And I mean, you can't hide it. She was never a good liar. As long as I've known her, she was a pathological liar. But one thing was I definitely learned to find out, you know, how she lies and notice her body mannerisms and body language. And she just wasn't good at lying. I mean, when you're around somebody long enough, you just know when they're lying. It's kind of like when your parents know when you're lying, when you're a kid, like, did you take the cookies out the cookie jar? And you're like, no, but they know you, you know, and they know when you're not being truthful. So it was just kind of like, you know what? You know, I've been, I'm not perfect. I mean, I was, I never was mentored by a Christian, I never had anybody, you know, you know, like babysit me and hold my hand and teach me about Christianity. Like I learned the hard way, you know, and uh, I can't name one person in my family that's uh, 
a seriously obedient disciple of Christ. I can't name one person. I couldn't. My dad, nope. Never met my mother. I was kidnapped from her by him. Um, not my sister, you know, not my half brothers, none of them, you know, they were all people that would gossip and talk behind my back, which kind of hurt me, you know, cause you expect to have a family of trust, you know, and I never had that, but you know, I'm not playing the victim role. I mean, everybody ha has their ups and downs and trials and tribulations in life, but from my point of view, I, it was definitely, definitely just no matter where I went, anytime. And I was always meeting new people because it was like I'd always have bad experiences. So I'm like, OK, this isn't working. You know, I'll find some other people to hang out with. And it just never worked. It just never worked. Like was I was like an enemy to everybody. Even like I never had a chance because people would judge me before they met me. And then if I was able to hang around long enough, it wouldn't be too long before, um, you know, they would judge me and it would, it would go south, you know. So it was uh, always just a matter of time. And even to this day, it's just a matter of time. So I just learned to move alone, be alone, stay alone. It's just me and Jesus. And thankfully... Since I've had all this time um, to study the word and get into the word, my knowledge has increased tremendously, almost to like an exalted state, but not on no egotistical type of uh, way or anything like that. Just I just learned a lot because I'm always in the word. And honestly, in, in, in the last days, the days that we're in now, um, you have to be like that. Like if you want to make it out alive, you have to be in the word 24 seven. And I promise you there's prisoners and inmates that get that and understand it. I remember when I went with freeway, Ricky Ross to the penitentiary that he was locked up in. I went with him and Sean Stevenson and, um, I think it was Marion or Mansfield penitentiary. Something with an M I guess. And, um, and, uh, I just remember talking to some of the inmates in there and they were even saying that, you know what I mean? Like, you know, we feel bad for the people in the world, you know, like people feel bad cause we're locked up, but the truth is we feel bad for them because of all of those temptations that they have to be around all day long and they don't even know it, you know? So they're, they're more in danger of, um, you know, facing the judgment and going to hell than, Somebody who has all this uh, alone time to be in the word, to study God and really draw close to him. And that, you know, learning that helped me a lot. You know, I did try to preach the gospel to freeway Ricky Ross, but he wasn't hearing it at the time. And um, it is what it is. <sighs> Excuse me. We're not here to hold nobody's hand. We're here to do what the Lord tells us to do. We preach the word. We spread the gospel, we plant the seed, and then the rest is up to the Holy Spirit and and God to work on that soul, to work on that individual, you know, but people have free will. So um, I just don't think they understand um, what's really going on here. I mean, it's, it's amazing how uh, dumbed down society is, you know, like even with the whole flat earth debate, you know. 
Like any one of us can go to a beach or go somewhere and just look, you know, like you can go on a hill and just look and you could tell as far as the eye can see, there's no curvature, you know, everything's flat. But then you just believe all these fake NASA pictures with the fisheye lens and even airplanes got the fisheye lens and, um, when they land, then you see how the lines are curved. Like, oh, yeah, that's a fish-eyed lens. But when you're in the air, it's like you actually believe that the earth is. And it's like, well, what's the big deal? Well, the big deal is if Satan can trick you into thinking that the earth is a, a round ball floating in space and that there's other planets out there and you're not that important and that there's extraterrestrial life forms and aliens um, that are more advanced than you, then you're going to end up worshiping them instead of God. But we all know that the fallen angels that got kicked out of heaven, they're angels, you know? So yeah, obviously they're, they are way more advanced than humans are, but you know, it's, it's enough people out there spreading the truth. Like I, I feel comfortable now, like just by seeing how far that movement has grown, uh, not just with the flat earthers, but just, you know, the alleged conspiracy theorists, which they're not conspiracy theorists. I mean, there's a lot of fact to what they're saying, but you also got to understand too, Satan is aware that people are growing in knowledge. And so he's sending a lot of, uh, disinfo agents. I mean, the CIA hires people to sit on Facebook and sit on social media all day and just spread disinformation, you know? And, um, it's sad because these people are going to hell. I mean, they, you got to look at the lifestyle that you're living. Like, does it honor and glorify God? I mean, if you're working in an insurance agency, do you think that you're glorifying God working in insurance? You know what these insurance companies are doing to people. They're stealing money from them every month, right? And then when they file a claim, they you as an insurance rep do everything you can to not do what's right. And you got to live with that. You know what I mean? And it isn't just that. I mean, you got people in real estate and um, restaurants and all kinds of corporate companies. And it's just disgusting, you know, and it's like. I guess to a certain extent, I, I don't even feel bad for these people anymore, because if you're intelligent enough to gain wealth in this lifetime and to amass large amounts of wealth and be well off and live in a, a very rich area and, and million dollar homes, then you're intelligent enough and have enough common sense to follow Christ and do what Jesus wants you to do. And, you know, there's, and, and the thing is now is since the Christian movement is growing so much, you know, followers of Jesus Christ are growing every day. Now you got people out there trying to discredit the pre-tribulation rapture and people saying and debating over once saved, always saved or that you can't lose your salvation. And I just want to say that you can grieve the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit can and will leave you if you're not applying um, the teachings of Jesus, you know, I mean. These people that really say that you're once saved, always saved. I don't know, man. I just think that's dangerous to, to encourage people to continue living a sinful lifestyle just because they said, oh, I believe Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Because in the Bible, it even says on that day, people will say, Lord, Lord, you know, 
And he will say, depart from me. I never knew you. You know, why, why would there be scriptures on lukewarm Christians getting spewed out of his mouth if once saved, always saved, you know? So, um, I think the Bible has been manipulated a lot, you know, but it just comes down to common sense at the end of the day. You know, if God is a righteous God, completely pure and, and righteous and holy, you know, then you, no sin can be found in him. You know what I mean? So there's, there's, there's no lenience. I mean, obviously we know we're sin, we're sinners and the only way we can get to heaven is, is through Jesus. We, we get that, but you can't give your life to Christ and then go back to willful disobedience. You can't be, Trust in your emotions and feelings and the thoughts in your head over the word of God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's dangerous. Like, oh, it's okay to, to go out and, and get drunk, you know, once in a while, or it's okay to sniff coke and smoke weed. And I'm saying these things because that's what I was doing when I was willfully being disobedient. And it wasn't just me, you know, it's, it's the people I was around that were trying to talk me into it people that were not reading the word the way that I was. And they would tell me that it was okay to do this and do that. And then you see how they act. And I went through that stage too, you know, but I had to get it in gear because it just didn't feel right. It felt wrong. And that was the Holy Spirit convicting me. And yeah, I know you said, I said, you can't trust your feelings all the time, but that's because demons manipulate our emotions, you know, and they trigger us and they, they try to start issues and problems. Like even today, like I picked up somebody and, um, it was, I think they was husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend. But what was weird was the girl, she sat in the front seat, which is always weird for me, right? Because most people, when they, you know, hail a cab or get a Lyft or an Uber, they don't normally sit in the front seat. It's just kind of awkward to just jump in, sit next to a stranger and be that close to him uh, for a car ride, you know. And I just thought that was odd, you know, and I it made me feel uncomfortable. But then I was feeling bad for her boyfriend in the back seat, you know. And so I just wanted to make sure. And, I have to look in that direction, like to the passenger side, because my GPS is on that side of the car, <laughs> which now I kind of wish I didn't do that, but it's like locked in there because you had to stick it to something. So anyway, uh, I guess I could always stick it to the windshield and move it over, but you know, you gotta get it wet and you know, whatever. So I just... So, you know, um, I just felt the tension there. So I just automatically started praying for them in my head. And I just asked God to deliver them from evil. Cause I already know I was in a long relationship and I just understand how demons work and demons work very hard on days like today, you know, Thanksgiving or whatever, pagan holidays or any, any days really where People are gathering and, and, you know, with the family and united and, and 
So Satan is always working to cause problems on those days, you know, birthdays, events, etc. And so I was aware of that. And, uh, you know, I do have power, more power in Jesus name for being more obedient to him because I'm not grieving the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is comfortable, um, you know, being in my temple, being in, in my, you know, our body is a temple. So if you purify it and, and keep it holy and and don't sin, then, you know, the Holy Spirit will stick around. But excuse me. Every day, you know, I want to feel the Holy Spirit. Like, I feel like I need to feel the Holy Spirit every day or just, you know, I get depressed and I know maybe I've been <clears throat> thinking negatively or focusing on negative thoughts more longer than I should. Uh, one thing I could definitely say is fasting. <laughs> fasting and prayer is like the main two things that, um, that we we have going for us as Christians, and um, we we need to utilize that. You know, we need to, especially when we we notice like a lot of chaotic stuff going on, like a, we're having like a lot of bad luck, so to speak, or just a lot of things aren't going right. I think that's like a, a red flag. Like you know, skip a meal, skip a couple meals, pray, seek God, fast from secular TV, like. Honestly, all together, I try to fast. I don't watch any any normal television, period. I cut that out years and years ago. You know, it's been at least a good five to seven years, five, six, seven years that I haven't watched. I mean, it could have been longer than that. I mean, I don't even know the last time I had cable. I just don't watch it, you know. Um, now, every now and then I do go watch a movie. And, um, sometimes I have to walk out. Other times I'll just fall asleep in the movie and, uh, I rebuke the spirit of tiredness and yawning in the name of Jesus. Cause I know what the demons are trying to do. The demons, man, these, they're just annoying, annoying, irritating. And, uh, their time is running out, you know? And so, um, I've been noticing too, like I've been getting crazy amounts of friends. I just opened a Facebook page like not even a week ago and I've probably already had like 500 friend requests, you know, and I know there's some Satanists sneaking in there and, you know, undercover CIA agents and whatever, you know, but I, I, I recognize people by their fruits, you know, by their actions. So, um, if, I don't got time to go check everybody's page, obviously. So I just accept them and give them the benefit of the doubt. But as soon as I see one post, like if someone posts, uh, like some dude added me, which I, I don't even know why some guys add me. Like if you're not a Christian dude, it's just weird to like add me, you know, like I'm already going to think you're a homosexual or I'm going to think there's some other weird intentions because guys are just not. <laughs> In this day and age, guys don't just go around adding guys unless there's some type of thing in common, you know, sports. Um, if I as, actually, if, I, as, if it isn't sports or like something to do with business or the line of work that you're in, 
um, or, you know, religion, the Bible or something like that, then uh, I was suspicious of it. And, um, and so this dude posted a, a picture today, I think, and it was like, which one, the mom or the daughter, you know? And it's like, I don't even want my eyes to see these things. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, <laughs> things are going to come across our eyesight, you know, whether we want it to or not. But once it, once you realize what it is, that's, that's, you have a, 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 a bracket of time, like an interval of time to indulge it or resist it. And before, when I had a haughty eye, you know, and I'm looking, that's one thing that God hates. Um, you know, I was like a ravenous wolf, you know, like, <laughs> like I was just like, I, I, I need woman, I need sex. I need, you know, I was just, I was being led by, you know, the spirit of Jezebel, Jezebel and lustful spirits. And that's why I had to fast. And that's why I had to, you know, pull away from it. And it's hard, you know what I mean? Because as a man, you are attracted to women, you know, and these women are doing the most these days. I mean, they're showing you everything, you know, they're, it's disgusting. Like now that like I had the Holy Spirit on me heavily, I'm completely appalled and disgusted by it. And actually makes me very angry that they're doing that because they're leading men to hell. You know, they're causing men to sin. What do you think a man's going to do once you show off your body like that on social media and activate it, activate them, their hormones? They're probably going to watch pornography and masturbate. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm, it, it appalls me. They disgust me. And then what's even worse, they're disgusted when those type of men try to talk to them and, and come on to them. What do you expect, though? When you're doing disgusting things like that. So, yeah, you know, actually, man, <laughs> the more I get into the word, I just can't disagree with the word of God. I can't disagree with truth. I mean, it resonates in my, the core of my being to the utmost level. Like, I don't want to be with a woman like that anyway. So, um, you know, and obviously, you know, guys always want to still try. But at the end of the day, do you really want a woman like that? who's showing her body off to all these strangers and have all these men trying to contact them and email them and all they're getting is disgusting photos of men's private parts all day long in their email address or their direct message, their inbox. I'm cool, man. I don't want nothing to do with it. And honestly, even though I don't wish hell on my worst enemy, um, you do reap what you sow. And you do know what you're doing. So if you don't delete your accounts and shut down your pages and, and you know, then you're going to hell and uh, whatever. You know, I don't even care anymore. You know, none of us asked to be here. But one thing we do know is what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I had a, a, a stumbling block with pornography for a long time, man. And um, I hated myself for it because I couldn't get to sleep on time. You know, I go to bed late and it would I would lose a whole day. It might even take me two or three days to get back on schedule just from one night of lusting and watching pornography all night. You know what I mean? And um, 
it's just sad. And even downtown on the Ohio State campus, like, it's just sad how, like, just other, actually today, I was downtown and they had this thing on a, on a corner of this club and it had all these eyeballs on it, which is just satanic. You know what I mean? And then they got this, these, um, pictures up all over Columbus of two African American men kissing each other. And then they got, um, this, um, TV behind this like plastic plexiglass thing. And it says, it is the guns. It is the guns. Like, no, it's not the guns. Jim Jones killed people with Kool-Aid. Is it the Kool-Aid? I mean, shoot, these days, it probably is the Kool-Aid with all the genetically modified organisms and high fructose corn syrup and aspartame and cancerous chemicals that they put in it and everything. So, yeah, I'm almost 100% positive that Kool-Aid does have some cancer-causing um, chemicals in it. But so do White Castle sliders and your TV remote control and your phone. And I mean, we're going to attack so many directions. I mean, that's why you have to be in the word 24-7. Like if you're not in the word 24-7, you're, you have an opening in your defense. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're creating openings for the enemy to attack you. And that's what he's looking for. He's looking for that so he can attack you, you know? But, um. I, I definitely believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. Um, I know Satan believes in it and Satan is going to do everything he can to get Christians to not believe in it. And, um, uh, that's why I don't even like 104.9 FM no more. You know, the river that's in Gehanna. Now nah, they, they celebrate pagan holidays. They were celebrating Halloween. You know what I mean? And, uh, it's just disgusting. And what's even more disgusting is, the radio host, like that lady that's on there, like you could tell she's probably in her twenties or something like that. And I mean, not to be mean, but, um, she, she's just not thinking correctly or she, she's very aware of what she's doing and she knows she's pushing lukewarm Christianity and she's content with that. But I think it's disgusting. But I also know that the program directors or whoever's in charge of hiring these radio personalities are going to make sure that they're aware of who they're hiring because they want stupid people there, you know, and I hate to say that she's stupid, but you're stupid if you're preaching Christianity and you're not taking it seriously. If you're preaching lukewarm Christianity and you're, you're saying it's okay to celebrate Halloween and you're talking about what Halloween costumes you're going to wear and you're promoting, um, you know, Thanksgiving and all these pagan holidays and it's just disgusting to me, man. I mean, I'm disgusted with this world. I'm disgusted with the people here. Um, Look, man, I never graduated high school. I had to go back and get my GED. I never graduated college, you know. Um, just because you go to church and you say that you're a Christian doesn't mean that you're not going to hell. There's a lot of Christians that will go to hell. Lukewarm Christians that get spewed out of the mouth of the Lord. So I'm very content with the fact that even though I don't attend a church, that my salvation is still secure because I'm diligently, incessantly seeking the Lord every day, all day long. You know, it took me a while to get to this point. You have to thirst for righteousness. You have to thirst for truth. And nothing here should ever, ever be more important than that. Nothing. I'm sorry. 
I just don't think anything else is more important, you know. Um, again, nobody in my family has a passion for God like me, you know. And I'm not doing this to toot my own horn. I was, I'm just saying it because I'm, I'm still in disbelief, you know. Even my brother Gino, he's like, he's like, oh man, I, I work at World Harvest Church, and I'm like, yeah, but you're still having sex with your girlfriend, drinking alcohol, and partying. So what does that mean? You know, like your words mean nothing. You know, God sees your heart. You know what I mean? And um, all I could do is preach to them. But at the end of the day, you know, hell's going to have humans in it. People are going to be in hell. You know, the sad thing is just most of, most people don't think they're the ones going to hell. I'm very aware that I deserve to be in hell and I'm very scared that I I am going to hell. And that's why I'm in the word 24 seven. And I know it's not based off of works. You know, I want to be obedient on my own because I love the Lord. I'm, I want to be obedient. You know, I don't feel that I have to be obedient. I want to be obedient. I want to fulfill my destiny. I want to be what the Lord created me to be. You know, I want to spread the gospel. I want to tell people about the good news. You know, most people don't realize that demons live in people. That's where demons live. They can't be in a physical body. They got to live through us. So it's like you got all these kids living in your body, but they're not really kids. They're like parasites. And the parasite wants, I need a cigarette. Uh, I need to buy some marijuana. I need some cocaine. I need some crack. I need some heroin. I need some meth. I need some fentanyl. You know, the, that's what the, demons don't care about your flesh. Your flesh is not, these bodies aren't going to heaven. <laughs> these, these fleshly bodies will not go to heaven. Absolutely not. They're corrupted. They're fallen. They're broken. They're already dying and aging. And they're, they're contaminated. When we get raptured, we get new bodies instantaneously. There's no way these bodies are going to heaven. It's just not happening. And, and the demons know that. So they're like, hey, man, party, party time. What does it matter? We ain't going to heaven. Yeah, they're right. The demons, they're not going to heaven. Our bodies, they're not going to heaven. But our souls, our souls can be salvaged. They can be saved. By the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. So, yeah. Um, I think for Satanists to discredit the pre-tribulation rapture um, gives way to this thing going on where you're once saved, always saved. Because those two things go hand in hand, right? Hey, if you've been once saved, always saved. It does. So they're lying about the pre-tribulation rapture. I mean, if you're a Christian, you're going to heaven regardless. Nah. Nope. Don't believe it. Nah. I won't. If you guys want to take that risk with your, your eternity, man, that choice is on you. For real. I mean, do what you do. But you ain't taking me with you. 
And I, I know better. I know better not to play with God. I know better to not take a, take a chance like that. You know what I mean? If I backslide, that was a moment of weakness for me, you know, and I regret it. I'm disgusted with myself if I backslide, you know, willingly backslide. You know what I mean? But the Lord is good. I mean, he knows your heart. You know, he knows he knows what you about. I mean, what if, what do you spend 90 percent of your time doing? What do you spend? The, the, the most percentage of your day doing most percentage of your night doing, you know what I mean? Like whatever type of schedule you want. What is it about? You know? So I get it. You know what I mean? I, I get, I get all the excuses, but they're just excuses. You know, if you got time to, to, to watch television, you got time to do worldly things and you got time to study the Bible. If you got time to, to read a magazine or, read stuff on your phone and you got time to read the Bible. The Bible app is free. You know what I mean? So there's no excuse there. You can download the Bible app right now. There's no excuses really, you know. And I you know, I don't know why I am this way. Why I've always felt like I needed to share the truth, educate people and uplift people, but I've been like that my whole life. Even when I was making music, like I had so many enemies, so many haters, people just hated on me because I made music. But when I look back at the music, although I did have some bad music, you know, worldly music, a good portion of it was educational. You know, even though I didn't know what I was talking about half the time, if it felt truthful, I'd try to relay it. I tried to pass it on. But. They said there would be scoffers and mockers in the last days, you know. These are the same people that are going to be mad at God, raising their fists to heaven, screaming, cursing them out, cussing them out. And it's kind of like, you know, it's your own stupidity. It's not like you didn't know. You did know. You just chose to live life the way you wanted to live it. It's all about you. You're so selfish. You just want to do things the way you want to do it, you know. And uh, I get like fasting is hard, but praying is not hard. Praying is not hard. You can pray. And I still think fasting is required. I think honestly, all this month I've been fasting on and off, you know, skipping meals, skipping days of not eating. I had one day where I, didn't, I went without food and water the whole day. So, it, you know, you're you you can inch towards your goals. You can take baby steps and start working towards your goals. But you have to make the effort. If you just completely like, no, I'm not even going to try. Well, good luck because you're still aging. You know, you're dying every day. You could die tomorrow. You could die in 30 minutes. You know what I'm saying? And then where where is your soul going? It's going to hell if, you, if you're not an obedient disciple of Christ. You know, the Hindus, man, I think the Hindus worship like a hundred different type of gods or something. You know what I'm saying? Like I can, I, I just got like this discernment now. Like I see people, I know almost immediately if they know Christ or not. I could just tell, I could see it in their face. I could see it in their eyes. 
you know, and um, people always want to give you the wrong advice. They always want to give you the wrong information because it, it makes them comfortable in their sin. They don't want, they don't want to be told what to do. They don't want to, you know, they, people don't like that. You know, people feel entitled. People feel like, hey, you know, I do what I want to do. You know, it worked for me. Baby, it did work for you. But if you didn't, what are you what are you going to do with all this stuff? Oh, I got Burberry. I got Versace, you know. Dolce and Gabbana, you know. I got it. When you die, what are they going to say at your funeral? Like, oh, they had a lot of nice stuff. They had some property. They owned a nightclub. They owned a restaurant. They Okay, but they're dead. So what's the point? What's the point, man? What is the point of what you're doing with your life? You want to be Instagram famous? You want to be a social media influencer? You want to be the idiot that takes that path? You want to be popular? You're empty. I know you're empty. There's a huge void in your soul. You're so insecure. You know, and that's because the things that you're chasing, you're chasing pictures and moments to post up on the internet, on the internet, like my brother Gino is a perfect example of that. As long, as long, it, it actually shocked me because I love my little brothers, but it, kind of, it just kind of shocked me to see how they turned out. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not surprised because I know how their mother was, you know, her mother was like that. My dad was kind of like that, you know, always going out, partying, you know, it's just lame. I just never got understood it, you know, but yeah, my brother Gino was like, yeah, I'm, my name's Gino Bambino. Like people really think that's his name. And then, then he started telling people he was Italian. And I'm like, why? Well, you know, my dad was telling people he was Italian, but he was born in Mexico. All of our family's in Mexico. And I'm like, why are they denying our culture and our heritage? You know? And then when my dad died, Gino was like, yeah, I think I might change my, oh, now you want to change your name. Now you want to change your name from Gino Matheson to Gino Herrera de Leon. And my brother Nikolai, his his name on Facebook is Nikolai Herrera de Leon Matheson. You know, it's like, you could just tell. You could just tell they, they these people are not happy with their lives, with their selves. Deep down, they can act like it, you know. And another hilarious thing about it is everybody in the family wanted to become rappers and musicians. Right? That, that, drive, that drove me crazy for the long, because I'm like, all these people, all they do is talk crap about me, gossip on me, hate on me. But yet, they all want to follow in the same steps that I went. My nephew, Caleb, is a rapper. You know, he's a rapper. Nikolai Matheson, my little brother, half-brother, he's a rapper. Nicophene is what he calls himself. Because he was addicted to heroin and and, you know, whatever. I mean, I'm not hating on them. Even though they all hate on me and they all talk behind my back and gossip and hate on me. I'm just trying to express that, like, 
the treatment that I received from, you know, my sister growing up, my dad, my little half brothers and, and, and my sister's kids. Like, honestly, I, I think the sweetest kid that she has is Cameron. You know, I don't even know Emery, but, um, you know, her husband was a douchebag towards me. You know what I mean? And, um, and yeah, I mean, I honestly, there's a strong part of me that want to fight all of them. Like, y'all, y'all really feel that way? Let's bang. Let's fight. You know, even my little brother Chaz, you know what I'm saying? He's super cocky and arrogant, you know? But you got to forgive him. That's what I'm called to do as a Christian. So I forgave him because it's not really with me. The Lord already showed me what it was. You know, the Lord was like, look, you got saved when you were like in second or third grade. You accepted me as Lord and Savior. And since then, you've been persecuted and bullied. And I, and I was like, you're right, Lord. The day that Sam Daughtery's mom had me say the salvation prayer and give my life to Christ. From that day forward, I was bullied, harassed, persecuted, especially within my own family. I mean, I couldn't tell you a day did not go by that my sister, my dad, or Brenda, his girlfriend, were making jokes at my expense. It was just a common thing. And then when I got older and colder and more heartless, they attacked me more, even though they created me to be that way. When you don't give nobody love, all you do is insult them and give them hate and you bully them. What do you expect? All they know is what, what you guys showed them, you know, the way they treated me. You know what I mean? So it it, it was very hard for me to change my life around and get my life to, I mean, even though I gave my life to Christ, but to really, really devote my life to Christ the way it is now, you know, but I'm just, I'm just thankful that the Lord, you know, was able to respectfully show me the right way. He's such a gentleman, you know, he never forced anything on me. He just showed me, he showed me, you know, in subtle ways at first, but once I got into the word and started reading the word, it just became very, very clear, you know, and it hurts me because obviously I adored my sister. I loved her. You know, I remember making sandwiches for her and her friends, you know, and um, just going out of my way to do stuff, but she took advantage. You know, I, I remember my dad was having problems with money. And I stayed up all night drawing money and, 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 and making money and cutting the money with scissors to give to my dad to help him. And I told him that before he died. And I'm like, you know, you treated me very crappy my whole life. You, you spoke down on me to my siblings. They're just the horrible things that he would, would say to my, my little brothers about me. You know what I mean? The horrible things that my sister would say about me. It disgusts me, man. It disgusts me. There was no loyalty there. There was just no love there. And as God said, says, it's better that some of these people were never born to attack his children. And I am a child of God. And he will curse those who curse me and bless those who bless me. And I'm content with that. I mean, vengeance is the Lord. So I, I really absolutely have no ill will 
towards, you know, my brother Chaz. Like, my brother Chaz, he turned to be a little demon. But what he doesn't realize is my dad never cared about him. Like, once he had Chaz, he was never, ever, ever thinking about, oh, it's the weekend. I should go get Chaz. I, I had to drill it into my dad's head constantly. Like, my brother Chaz has no idea that the only reason my dad ever, ever came to go get him and visit him and pick him up for the weekend or whatever was because of me. And then what's he do? He turns on me. He turns on me because he's trying to have sex with my dad's girlfriend's daughter. He's trying to take her virginity. Disgusting. Disgusting, demonic little person he was. And he was smoking weed in the house. And I'm like, how dare you disrespect our father, who's a guest in this lady's house, and you're trying to have sex with her daughter and take her virginity. You know what I mean? Disgusting. Disgusting. And then he tried to confront me in 2007 and tell me how horrible of a person that I was. He had the nerve, you know? But God has always been in my head, you know? Like, I could crush that kid. I snap his neck. He's, he's like five foot four, you know? I crush all my brothers, you know, I crush my sister's husband, nothing, these dudes are little, nothing, they, they, they all cocky and arrogant, like they something special, but even though I knew I had the power to shut these dudes down, I didn't, because God's voice was always in my head, my sister got me jumped, you know, when I was in like seventh, no, I think it was eighth or ninth grade, she got me jumped. By like six or seven dudes in the neighborhood. I don't even know why or what I did really. I know me and her got to some type of argument. And she was like, oh yeah, well this is what I can do. And she literally made like a phone call. And like within 20 minutes, these guys were there beating, trying to beat me up. They were beating me up. I ran aside and grabbed a knife and chased them away. Because I was going to kill them. Whoever I could stab, I was going to stab. They created a monster in me. They, they turn me into a murderer, you know, and all they do is laugh about it because they're so demonic, you know, but I'm just thankful that God has separated me from them. I don't want to have nothing to do with them. You know, my brother Gino's like, oh, yeah, come to World Harvest Church. And it's like, man, I don't want to have nothing to do with you. You know, I forgive you, but I know you're fake. And I know you're playing with God and I'm not going to be around anybody who's playing games with God like you. You know, they drained my father's bank account when he was on his deathbed. I asked my brother to come here from California to, to take care of my dad and make sure he took his medicine. But all he was worried about was going out drinking and bringing girls back and having sex with him. He wasn't paying no bills. You know, it's just sad, man. It's just sad that they turned out this way. It's just sad that they, they don't really, really care to observe, absorb the word of God and implement it in their life and take it serious. They think it's a game. They think it's a joke. And, um, you know, we're, we're living in the day and age, like your self accountability is like everything right now. Like you have to be accountable for everything you do. And it doesn't matter if you're younger, you know, I mean, I'm not the judge by any means, but the technology, the advances in technology, the way to do how fast the world has advanced within y'all generation compared to my generation. There's no excuses. 
You know, God knows perfectly well what he's doing, you know, and if they don't make the rapture and I'm not confident that they will, you know, I'm not confident whatsoever. I mean, I, you can go to their social media pages and just see the junk that they're posting. I mean, they're so worldly. It's disgusting. I mean, I can't be around it. I'm not I'm not going to grieve the Holy Spirit and I'm not going to take a chance with having the Holy Spirit leave me because. I'm so worried about changing somebody who doesn't want to change. If they don't want to change, whatever, you know, it's, it'll suck that you're not in heaven with us. You know what I mean? But, you know, God knows who's going to go to heaven and who isn't going to go to heaven. He doesn't want no one to not go. It's his wish that none shall perish. But ultimately, you're making your decisions. You got free will. You think you know better. You think you know better than God. Good luck to you. Good luck, because that's all I can say is good luck. You know? I feel bad, but then again, it's like, these people never cared about me. You know what I mean? I, I never got invitations to any events. Like, I got completely outcasted and treated like crap my whole life by all these people. You know, when you're immediate family, you know, it's not like I, I had contact with uncles and aunts or anything like that from Mexico. My dad made sure that we never knew our mother. He did it to punish her, but really he was punishing us. Just a horrible, horrible way to treat your kids. I mean, me and my sister was molested by our babysitters, her by the man, me by the his girlfriend. Um, it does a number on you, man. You know, when you grow up in the streets, digging in dumpsters, and and you're just have no adult supervision, nobody cares about you. How do you expect? to grow up if you're raised by the world you are going to be worldly and I was that way I mean I remember not feeling right about living that lifestyle but I remember my sister endorsing a criminal lifestyle like oh you got to be like this you need to you know she's hanging out with gangster crips and she was telling me I needed to be like this and be like that and <clears throat> they wanted to change me to be demonic like they were, but I'm just not that person. You know, I did have dark moments because you don't know if you don't know God, you don't know Jesus. You don't know nothing about that. You know, you just adapt to your surroundings, but you can tell it's not right. And if you can feel that in your soul, you have to get out of that situation. I don't care if they're family or not. You have it's. You have to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Your salvation. God's not going to ask you about them on the day of judgment. He's going to ask you about you. How you responded, how you reacted, how you maneuvered, how you navigated through life. It's about you when you're being judged. Same thing if you're out here in the streets, you know. I was so stupid. Like I was such a retarded, dumb kid. You know, and I remember asking God, like, man, I don't want to be this stupid. Like, I always did stupid stuff. And I just realized I got peer pressured into stuff by the people I was hanging around. People that didn't care about me, you know. And then they peer pressure you and put you in these bad situations. And then when when the crap hits the fan, they don't know you. And then they accuse you for... You making a mistake that they they misled you into the making anyway. So they are their father, the devil, you know, and they, they act demonic because demons live in people. You know, most people don't know that P 
People don't know that demons live in them. They just don't know that. That's scary. That your life is being dictated by the demons that you're feeding. And you feed them by sinning. By gossiping. So yeah, I'm going to just say this prayer and get off, you know. Dear Heavenly Father, Abba, Yahweh, I come to you today in the name of your son, Yah, uh, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus. And I just ask that you protect and, and cover my family members, my sister, Michelle Venus, Reda De Leon, my half-brothers, Gino, Nikolai, and Chaz, um, their families, uh, their friends, um, their circles that they run in. I uplift my ex-wife, Nicole Lynn Simpson, to you and her new uh, boyfriend, whoever he is. Um, I just pray that you do whatever you can to mend and fix um, their life and, and bring them closer to you and and have the Holy Spirit convict them so that they are living a righteous lifestyle and they're not living a secular lifestyle and that you do everything in your power that you can to help them make the right choices. I know everybody has free will and they will be judged for this. I just pray that they can have some extra assistance. And I pray too that I as well have extra assistance and protection and that I am delivered from evil and that you forgive me for anything that is sinful in your eyes and forgive them, and I forgive everybody who's wronged me. I have absolutely no grudges towards anybody here. I love all of my brothers and sisters here. I just pray that they have the knowledge and um, due diligence to be obedient and be a real disciple to follow your ways and to live with integrity. And integrity is always doing the right thing when nobody's looking. But Coram Deo is as in the face of God, so... You should always move as if, you know, God is watching because he is. And just because people do bad things to us, it doesn't justify our retaliation because vengeance is the Lord's. And we have to know that. We just have to give it to God. As much as we are angry and we, we want to go by eye for eye and tooth for a tooth, we have to just let the Lord do it his way. And trust me, what he's got in store for them. I don't wish on my worst enemy, you know, because after the rapture is when everything hits the fan. And unfortunately, uh, those individuals who are living the lifestyle that they want to live and they're living a demonic lifestyle. Um, hopefully the tribulation will get them together, you know, and I think we will. I think we will win a lot of souls during the tribulation. I hope so. Um but yeah, God bless in Jesus' name. Amen.